Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Through the Keyhole, an Oklahoma football podcast. I am your host, Peyton Guthrie. Uh, this is a Patreon podcast, so I'm by my lonesome. Uh, you will not be hearing from Brady, Matt, oh, Matt or Alan. Uh, right before we recorded this, I put together a little uh, SEC schedule drop graphic animation. Uh, I think Alan's writing something up on the Patreon right now. So if you're hearing this, uh, also go check that out and get Alan's thoughts on the uh, 2024 first ever Southeastern Conference football schedule for the University of Oklahoma. But we're not quite there yet. 2023, 2023 still needs to be closed out, and Oklahoma will be doing that in the Alamo Bowl against the Arizona Wildcats. So in order to satisfy our the rabid audience that we have over on Through the Keyhole for all things football, I brought on Eric Townsend of the Zona Zealots um, from Fansided, I believe, to talk about the Arizona Wildcats, uh, what they're all about, and what OU fans should be uh, able to expect. So, Eric, thank you so much for uh, for joining and answering uh, a random uh, Twitter message. Uh, uh, I yeah. appreciate that uh, greatly, and thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm I'm good, man, and thank you for for the opportunity. And glad to uh, you know take time out of my day to to chat you know Arizona football with you. So you're in the. We're going to talk very nerdy very quickly. Um, you're in Mountain Time currently, but sometimes you're not. Correct. Uh so. We're technically mountain time all the time. So all we're mountain, time. we've, we follow mountain standard time. Yes. Right. And so in the weird parts of the year, when everything kind of shifts and goes to daylight savings time, we're an hour behind mountains, mountain time technically. Yes. And we're on the same time as, as Pacific. And then uh, this time of year, we're actually an hour ahead of, you know, uh, California, Oregon and Washington and kind of that West coast there. And then we're at the same time as those mountain, mountain areas and then we're only an hour behind central and then two hours behind eastern so kind of spoiled to where we don't we don't ever have to change our clocks in any which way but um but yeah we're we're definitely that goofy state for sure but hopefully we get uh i know they tried to pass a federal thing but they couldn't decide if they wanted to do daylights every single week you know all the time or standard all the time it's a crazy thing to get stuck on but anyway oh, yeah. no one wants to hear about that uh these arizona wildcats and jed fish finish at 93 number 14 in the nation right now you know, what were your expectations coming into the preseason? Did you think this was going to be a team that would have had chance to, you know, midway through the season, you know, if you beat USC, in which my opinion, you should have beat them, <laughs> you know, it's kind of got away <laughs> from you for a little to bit. Us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you got double digit wins there at that point in time. Was this something that you guys expected or just kind of come out of the blue? Uh, no, I don't think it was entirely expected. I think the large uh, swaths and general subset of Arizona football fans 
thought that, you know, a bowl game would be possible this year. We saw, you know, the growth from last year and then heading into the, you know, season this year, everyone thought a bowl would be possible, but, you know, I think nine and three, everybody's just kind of overjoyed to be in the spot that we're in. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to imagine, you know, an Arizona team coming into the season with, you know, a chance at 10 wins and playing, you know, a program like Oklahoma this, this late in the season. I mean, what did Jed Fish, I mean, what, what was this process like kind of getting him um, to get this team to this spot? I mean, you know, he has been there for, you know, this is his third year here. He goes you know, one and 11, five and seven, now nine and three. Obviously that's a good trend growth right there. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Great. it is a jump going from, uh, you know, two losing, two losing seasons, uh, one, a massive losing season, obviously, to now you're looking at a winning record, potentially getting to double digits mm -hmm. to however the bowl game goes. Uh, is this just, and, and now also, you know, next year, the team is moving into a new conference, uh, for the uh, big 12. How is, yeah. do you think Jed has built a foundation strong enough to, you know, be able to continue this winning way when it comes to the new, you know, next season, the new conference, are you guys excited about that move uh, on the football side? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, uh, the foundation is there. Um, Jed fish has done a tremendous job first and foremost, not only from a development standpoint, you look at a lot of the, uh, young and underclassmen that played last year that made a significant jump, whether it was on offense or on defense. And, uh, and then beyond that too, I mean, he, he did a great job of assessing and finding talent in the portal and finding some guys that were going to be immediate impact guys, particularly on defense. You look at a guy like, uh, Bill Norton from Georgia, barely got reps there, came in, made a big impact. Uh, uh, gosh, I, the name I'm probably going to butcher it. I believe it's Simon Nevea or something to that effect came from UCLA. So he definitely added some, some great pieces on defense. And I think, you know, it, the point I'm trying to make here is that the development has been there. Um, he added the right pieces and they just kind of made that natural jump to being a much more competitive and more complete football team. And, you know, so long as the pieces stay together, I know obviously the, the world of NIL is kind of crazy and bigger schools are going to try and, you know, find a way to poach from Arizona. But, you know, if, the, if he can keep the pieces there and keep the staff there, even the staff is a tremendous staff. Uh, you know, who knows? There's there's skies the horizon next year. We're looking at a Big 12 that, yes, going to be competitive, but in a lot of ways kind of wide open for Arizona. So I think the, the foundation is there. And, you know, as long as this group stays together, it's it's going to be a solid group to come come 2024 as well. You know, I, I just have the uh, uh, sports reference uh, pulled up in front of me. It shows that, you know, the the. It looks like the offense is pretty balanced of averaging 35 attempts pass and 31 attempts rush. Uh, you know, but sometimes that doesn't necessarily tell the full story of everything you're looking at just from the, you know, an overall perspective of a full season. What's Jed trying to do on offense uh, that you think the Oklahoma fan should pay attention to of saying, Hey, this is, yeah, they're going to try to spread you out. We're throwing deep. I mean, walk me through a little bit of how that should look like. Yeah. So, I mean, he does, kind of run more of a pro style offense and a lot of that just kind of comes from his background i mean you know he was in the nfl for a few years bounced around uh with some teams there coached under the patriots as well um he does like to spread the field but runs more of like again a true pro style offense where it's really balanced on both the run and uh passing side uh he does mix a little bit of that run pass option the rpo in there 
just with some different and varied looks. But generally speaking, it's it's definitely more of a pro style offense, you know, allowing the quarterback to be able to create and read uh, the defenses quickly. And Noah, um, redshirt freshman that came in, has done a fantastic job of just being able to digest what the defense is giving him and being able to make plays pretty quickly. But, you know, the offense does got some playmakers. You look at uh, Tetsairoa McMillan, T-Mac, a big bodied receiver that is able to make some plays downfield. Jacob Cowing, that's very much a slot guy that, that can make plays as well. And then, you know, they got a pretty deep backfield there um, with uh, Jonah Coleman. That's kind of stepped in with, with Michael Wiley getting injured earlier in the year, but you know, it, it's just a really talented group of kids to be honest and it's very well balanced for sure yeah you mentioned Noah I mean he's coming in here redshirt freshman really takes over at, on the Washington game and Southern California game uh back-to-back -back losses for him to start his uh you know uh, the, uh campaign for this year and then rattles off uh you know six wins after that putting up some pretty yeah. pretty prolific numbers of that nature what was that process like him going from the backup to the starter um, and, and then, you know, continuing holding him to that line. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's just a case of you go with the hot hand, right? And uh, and he actually came in, in in the Stanford game. Stanford was a, a game that Arizona was not playing well. They were actually losing very late in that game. And then Jaden Delora goes down with an injury. Noah comes in and pretty much helps kind of right the ship there and gets Arizona that win. And, yeah, he lost the next two to Washington and USC, but they were, you know, competitive games and then rattles off, you know, the success at that point. But um, I, I think Noah's just a very incredibly talented kid. Uh, doesn't seem to get rattled, doesn't seem to get um, too nervous out there. He just kind of plays within himself, plays within the game, makes smart reads uh, on offense and, and, you know, gets the ball out quickly. And I think that's in large part what makes him successful. But yeah, and then, you know, just with him finding that success, I think it was just one of those cases where, you know, you go with the hot hand and it's, it's hard to bench a kid that, you know, has six straight wins for you and, you know, has you uh, ranked in the top 15 for the first time in, you know, about 10 years. So uh, it, it was just a, one of those scenarios that just, it played out perfectly for him and he just took the opportunity and he ran with it. So. Hey guys, thanks for stopping by and listening to a preview of our Patreon episode of Eric Townsend of the Arizona Zealots to preview the Arizona Wildcats and their matchup with the University of Oklahoma during the Alamo Bowl coming up on December 28th. If you like what you heard or want to hear the rest of it, please visit us at patreon.com slash through the keyhole for the full episode, as well as all of our other content, written stuff from Brady and Allen, a film review from myself, and an extra podcast much like this one. Uh, for anything else, Boomer!